0: Before we get to the podcast, I have a gift for you. I love bringing hope to you each week through this podcast. Hope is such a beautiful gift and one that I definitely like to share. For the times in my life when I needed hope, I opened my Bible and allowed God's Word to speak to me. As a gift of hope to you, I've created a prayer journal, Seven Days to Refuel Your Hope. This journal shares my journey through some of the most hopeless times in my life and the biblical verses that brought me back to hopefulness. My prayer for you is that this journal will help you to refuel, refresh, and realign your hope. You can download this free journal by visiting my website, DianeBells.com, or clicking on the link in the show notes. Have you ever felt hopeless, like nothing good could ever happen again? Well, I have. And that's why I created The Hope Station. Each week, you will hear amazing stories of hope from people just like you. People who have transformed disastrous, disappointing, and depressing events in their lives into messages of hope, turning tragedy to triumph, pain to purpose, crisis to new careers, all through the power of hope. So sit back, relax, and pull into the Hope Station, the place where you can refuel, refresh, and realign your hopes and dreams. Hi. So today, my guest is Wendy Hood. So Wendy, thank you so much for pulling into the Hope Station. And if you could just introduce yourself to us, and then I'll just find out a little bit more about your journey.
1: Sounds great. Well, thank you for inviting me, Diane. I'm definitely happy to be here. And my name is Wendy, like you said, Wendy Hood, and I am a wife of 33 years to my husband, Dennis Hood, and we have three grown children, Tyler, Tori, and Taryn, and my youngest just graduated from college, so they are all, proud of all of them, and what I do is I have a company called My Health Kick, and it stands for Helping Everyone Achieve Life Through Healthy Habits.
0: Okay, so how did this get started, My Health Kick?
1: Yeah. So I used to work in corporate America and I enjoyed my job and I never saw myself doing anything different. And one day I realized that having a position in corporate America, um, my body started reacting through stress and whatnot. And when you think you're superwoman and you're working hard and you love what you do and you love your employees and your bosses and everyone is having a happy party, but you don't realize the toll that it's taking on your body because you're happy to do it. So one day I realized that my health had to be the focus.
0: What, when you talk about health issues, what were you experiencing, Wendy?
1: Well, you know, when you are, I would say maybe a type A personality and you carry stress, you push it down and you don't release the stress. So you keep moving. So when you have portions in your business where you have to deliver one of the side effects could be laryngitis because um, you're, you're, you know, that, that is something that your body is literally screaming and laryngitis happens when you're stressed and you don't okay. slow down to take care of that stress or address it. So just different things like that.
0: So what were the, the, the specific things that you were sensing just to help other people? Because I I've heard with so many people, so many other guests I've had about this burnout issue. Right. And we talk about it and I I really want to know what your symptoms were so that the guest, so that the audience can really understand. I might be heading towards burnout or this is why I'm feeling this in my body. I didn't know that it had a name.
1: Sure. So it could be that you're tired and you're not answering that tiredness by getting enough adequate sleep. Okay. Um, it could be just like a cold. Maybe you're, you're getting cold, something like that. And you're not stopping to address your colds. You keep pressing and you keep pushing. Um, so you're not paying attention to the symptoms that your body is speaking so loudly to share with you. You just keep moving. So if you feel butterflies or you feel anxiety, or if you feel pressure in your forehead, like one of the things that I felt was right in the middle of my forehead. I would just press my forehead and just release tension, do some deep breathing, breathe in and let that tension go. And then I would be fine. Another place that I carried stress was in my shoulders. Mm -hmm. So you know how you feel uh, tension in your shoulders? Well, one of the things, yeah, you, you feel, you know, tightness or knots right in the shoulders. And you're living along, you're happy and you're working and everything is going great, but there's that tension there that you're ignoring. So once a month you go and you get a massage mm-hmm. and that tension becomes released, but one massage a month is not enough.
0: So you were having some you're tired, sleeplessness, laryngitis. I've been there. And as you're going back and saying, I used to have it on either side of my, where my eyebrow starts. And I would rub it. And the amount of pain that you can have from those touch points of just having the stress that we're not even thinking that our body is trying to tell us something, as you said, you're type A, let's just keep pushing forward. This is just part of the byproduct of being successful, being a superwoman. We're going to have these aches and pains and we just have to keep on pushing ahead.
1: That's right. That's right. And that's what we do because we're so strong and we just want to push, but our body is saying, halt, wait a minute, hold on. You will be able to do all of those things, but you need to take a break. So a break is important.
0: So what kind of breaks would you recommend? Like, is it a break, quit work, go on a holiday? What kind of break do they need Or is it something that you just have in the middle of your day or when you're feeling these symptoms come on?
1: Right. Well, you know, if you have healthy habits where maybe, um, you know, exercise is something that you add into your lifestyle that you do regularly, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have these points where you really need to take a time out. Right. So exercise, if that's a habit, Like I said, the massages, instead of once a month, maybe if I was doing it two times a month or three times a month, that would have been more helpful. Um, Just doing things that relax you, going to the spa, having some sort of outlet um, is really important.
0: So we we push ahead. You said you're a wife and a mother, and you're trying to do it all. You're trying to be all. And as you said, you loved your boss. You loved the company. You loved the employees, the people you were working with. And it feels like our body is saying, uh, you need to stop and make a choice. <laughs> yes. That's how I felt. I felt the same way. I had I had to make a choice.
1: Well, you know what I did on my a lot of my vacations? Um, because the company you know, did do a good job of giving you your time off and on your vacations. But where I would find myself sometimes was in the middle of a nutrition store going, I know there's something here that I need. There is something here that I need to help with my daily protocol to help me so that I could have the energy, the nutrients that I'm missing so that I can keep on pressing and doing a good job and and performing for my company. So I would find myself there or I would find myself cooking new recipes and making that attempt to have that healthy lifestyle. But for me, it just wasn't enough because I was pressing so much. Like you said, Diane. I have three kids. So not only was my life about me, it was about being a wife, being a mother. And my husband and I would kind of um, divide and conquer, if you will. He would go to my son's soccer games and I would go to my daughter's soccer games. And we were there for them. We were at every event or school um, events or different things like that. So all of that playing superwoman is just not good for the body.
0: Like When you said that you, you knew your body needed something. And I, I like how our body's sending signals, like go to the nutrition store. Yes. And what we do too often is when you look at these monster drinks or these caffeine shots or whatever, and then I look at the amount of sugar in this, I'm like, this is just trying to pull poor high octane into an already bad Motor, like you can pour all the high octane gas. If your engine's not firing, if it's not working, it's not going to help. It's actually going to harm it.
1: Yes, and unfortunately, that's what's happened to people. Like the other day, one of my client, I teach her martial arts lessons. I do private lessons with her, and she asked me. She goes, "Wendy, would you please try one of my new energy drinks with a well-known company that?" has great product. She asked me if I would try it. And I said, sure. And she knows me. She knows the types of things that I will put in my body. So I figured this is going to be good. Well, it was orange flavor and it was in a small little skinny can. And I looked at it and before I even popped the lid, of course, I'm always looking at ingredients. Mm -hmm. And I saw that it said zero sugar, but when I turned it over to the back, I saw that it had two different types of sugar sugars in it which were artificial sugars, which are, you know, chemically laden sugars that don't work for me. So I texted her and I said, did you know it has two different artificial sugars in it? She goes, you gotta be kidding me. It said zero sugar on the front. (laughs) I said, aha, it sure does. (laughs) So yeah, those aren't good, but you know, just your normal fruits and vegetables and water and things like that really helped with your energy.
0: So how long were you running like this before something happened that you decided that you needed to do something different?
1: Yes. Well, um, so I'm a little hard headed. Okay. So it really, it really took breaking the body down a little bit Ooh. and yeah, it unfortunately did, but it's okay. Cause I'm so healthy now and you know, we do things and we learn lessons, but yeah, it took about four different surgeries, um, over time and Then me hearing God clearly asked me to give up my position. And I did because I kept getting offers to be promoted. So I gave up my permission, my position, and I didn't know what I was going to do next. But what I did know was on that very day, which it was hard for me to walk out of the doors of the building, I did. The very next morning at eight o'clock in the morning, I was scheduled to have surgery. I had my surgery still not knowing what was going to be next. When I woke up from surgery and I was so sad because it was going to take me six weeks to recoup before I could get back in the gym and continue with martial arts. Um, But after six weeks, I did. And then I would say about two months later, God gave me the vision for my company, which I told you is my health kick, which stands for helping everyone achieve life through healthy habits. So now I help people with what I went through.
0: And I think that that's so much where God leads us. He, he takes us to a point that we're, we've had enough, or he knows that we've had enough and he's speaking to you. And then we're going to take that to help other people. So how did he speak to you? How did you know it was God speaking to you?
1: Well, actually, it was a lot of different ways, because like I said, I was very hard headed, like the Lord, he just, he, he loves us all, but he's like, I'm going to have to speak to her a little bit differently. So. When I, so we're we're very um, enthusiastic at my job and very motivating and I had to take a back seat. I had to take a back step and not be the cheerleader and all of that. So I started assigning people to different roles and I saw myself stepping back. And being a proud mother, like you are of your children, being a proud mother of my employees and seeing them step up in my place and finding joy there instead of seeing myself take the spotlight. I didn't want to be in the spotlight anymore at that point. And so that was one signal. And then, of course, God will do really sweet things to you, like send butterflies your way Um, (laughs) and butterflies signify change. And when I decided that I was leaving my job, my employees gave me like gift certificates to Callaway Gardens, which is a local butterfly garden aquarium place here in Georgia. And they gave me a vase with butterflies on it. So to me, those were loud things that God was saying, it's time for a change and it's going to be beautiful.
0: And even though it was coming from other people, you knew that that was evidence from God saying, Wendy... I have something beautiful for you, for you, but it's going to take you saying yes to this change.
1: Yes, because God speaks through people and he also speaks through his word, which I was very dedicated where I would every morning before work at five o'clock in the morning, I'd sit in my bubble bath, my bubble bath, excuse me, with my Bible and read the (laughs) word of God. And he speaks through the word. Of course, because that is him speaking. And I would get answers that way too. So combined with me studying the word, reading the word, praying, and having people on my life who God will speak through. Um, yeah, he was very clear.
0: So you left your job, you had surgery, you knew change was coming. How did the change evolve? How did the change become apparent to you?
1: Well, it's it, this has been so many years, it's led up to today. And again, like feeling so happy about how my employees and seeing joy in them. Now I get to see the joy in my clients. I get to see them change. I get to see them go from being unhealthy to healthy or eating fast food every day to actually eating fruits and vegetables and things that have quality nutrients in them. So it makes me that proud mom for my clients like I was for my employees, like I am for my own kids.
0: So you're doing something different. But a lot of what you were doing, as you said, with your employees, you're just transferring those skills and that focus and that belief and that joy onto someone that you now call your clients.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. People want to feel part of something meaningful and important. And when you root for people and when you're in their corner and you let them know that you're proud of them and, you know, when they're having results, sometimes that's all people need to have a change.
0: Okay. So uh, part of the the change, who was your cheerleader during the change?
1: My husband.
0: Oh, lucky woman.
1: Yes. You know, because I tell you what, um, when you're going to walk away from a salary, that has put you in a really good position, you know, um, and you're not going to have that salary anymore. And you go home and you tell your husband, listen, God is very clear. I'm to leave my job. <laughs> and he says, I'm with you. Then that's your cheerleader. You know, that's somebody who's saying, babe, wherever we end up, we're in this together. Let's go.
0: Oh, That is so sweet. And that's where I think so many people stay stuck. They stay where they're at because there's not advocates. There's not cheerleaders. There's someone to say, I believe in you. I see something in you and I'm going to help you get to that next place. So yeah, you, you were lucky definitely to have that. And so many other people don't and they, they, I know for a long time that my career defined who I was. I had a hard time letting go of the word executive.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: So I would call myself a recovering executive because I didn't want to let it go. Like I need to hold on to that. I worked so hard to get there. And when I left my career, which was so bizarre when I look back at it, and part of it is I told my staff, we were doing a merger and I'd either have to move away or I'd have to do some job that wasn't even defined. They promised me a job. And I had told my staff, I said, I have to leave because I can no longer bring hope to this organization. That's the words I use. Like, I knew my time had gone because what I brought to that organization it wasn't looking for hope. It wasn't looking for transformation. It wasn't looking for change. It was looking to sort of buckle down, stay focused, and hope that they were hoping in a different way that this whole thing wouldn't blow up, and it ended up blowing up. It, it did. It just it didn't survive two years with all wow. the changes that they were making. So. Uh, when we make those decisions, you know, having, having a cheerleader, my my husband was there and said, if this is what you need to do, I'm sure you're going to get another job. It didn't happen.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And I look at all those paths, you know, all those stepping stones along the way and said, Oh, that's why I'm here. That's what you had planned for me. Thank you. I needed every step along the way to get there.
1: Right. Right.
0: So what are you doing with your, your health coaching? Talk a little bit about that, how it changed your life, but also talk about how, you know, a couple of your clients, how it's changed their life. Where, where, where were they? And where has Wendy with my health kick taken them?
1: Yes. Well, okay. First of all, when you're passionate about something, um, people are going to listen and I'm passionate about not feeling pain because I felt pain. And you can mask the pain and you can live through pain, but you've got to get rid of pain. And when you're unhealthy, you know, there's nothing like feeling pain and living with it. So I want people to be pain-free and healthy. So um, with me overcoming those things, um, it's just been awesome to share with people exactly what I went through so that they can make, so I can help them make sure that they don't go through the same thing. Or if they are going through what I went through, I can give them some holistic opportunities, remedies, protocols to help them heal their body naturally the way that God intended for our bodies to heal. So through fruits and vegetables and herbs and things of that nature, because uh, like you said a little bit earlier, um, if we're giving people like just, you didn't say this exactly, but prescriptions and Whatnot and five different ways to heal a sickness; those are just band aids that you're putting on to pain, and creating bigger problems. So I teach people how to take care of their whole self, you know, and and truly heal, get to the root of the problem is what I do. But for right now, I've got um, a challenge that I'm doing Diane with clients, and they have results, and it's a weight loss challenge. Okay. And what I tell people is that. If you can follow the protocol, if you can eat clean, if you can do these things, you will lose weight. So I guarantee people that they're going to lose weight and I show them how to keep it consistent so they don't go around and around and around again. So I like to help people who have failed at weight loss projects before, who have done all of the popular places. I won't name them, but you can probably think of all of the popular places that people go to. To lose weight, I want people who have been there that have failed there because I want to show them how to instill healthy habits on a daily basis so that they can lose weight and keep it off forever.
0: Well, when weight loss, because when you look at the statistics of how many Americans are obese, the number is absolutely positively staggering. And then if you look at the health of our nation, it's a very sick country. Yes. we, we yeah, as you said, going through that fast food, we want a quick fix, we want a band-aid. And in the long run, we're really burning, we're we're burning up. We're burning up our, our engine, our mind, our spirit, everything. So how do you approach it differently than these quick fix weight loss, like let, let's just, you know, drink this shake for two weeks and you'll you'll lose 10 pounds. How is yours different?
1: Well, the way that it's different is I teach them how to eat whole foods. I teach them how to, first of all, get the, get the weight off and how to maintain it. Then we go through maintaining, right? After you, you're eating well, then you maintain. Um, So that is the biggest step. That is the biggest thing. But, um, and I also tell them that, you know what, we can have smoothies. We can add protein powder. We can do all of the things that are healthy for your body. Um, but you've got to, you've got to be disciplined. There's something that you have to do. You know, you've got to put some skin in the game too. We've got to train your mind. Okay. That is one of the most important things is to train your mind and to help you with your habits and to be consistent for 21 days so that you can have lasting results. So I have, Diane, I've got a book out. Okay. Okay. And it's called yummy food. That's good for you. And it's for sale. And it's been, it's been in the market since 2012. And this is what I tell people. If you could read that book and you can follow it, you don't even need to have a personal trainer or a health coach. And here I am a health coach. Right. Right. So here I've put all of the information in the book and it's online and it can be purchased. Um, and so if people can follow it, and they can learn how to cook, and they can get back into the kitchen, and we can do some things that we have stopped doing in our generation, then you're going to have results. Like for me, I've taught all. Oops, I have taught each of my kids.
0: How okay, to go cook. back. Start from there after after the vote. So,
1: okay, so it was mandatory in my household growing up. Well, for me as a child that I learned how to cook, it was mandatory for my Dennis and my, in our household, for my kids to learn how to cook. All three of them know how to cook from scratch. That is the problem in today's society. People don't know how to cook. They know how to drive and grab, or they know how to order and microwave, but all of those things are not real food. So I teach people how to cook and how to eat real food and that's,
0: well when again, this is where i know that there's there's pushback number one there's a time element and number two when you think of whole foods i think of the store i shop at whole foods yeah. i'm fussy about my meats but when you're doing that people think that's expensive eating whole yeah. foods is expensive so what's the upside and what's the counterbalance okay you might be spending more for whole foods than you are for processed foods, but what is the um, the return on investment for them by taking care of their body by eating these whole foods?
1: Well, first of all, I want to debunk that myth that okay. it costs, costs more to be healthy because it doesn't. You stop buying the junk foods. So you're saving on potato chips and cookies and stuff like that. You're also saving on medical bills. Right. You don't have to go to the doctor and pay the copays pays and do all of that and pay for the surgeries and the procedures and whatnot. I've been in that cycle before. I've been in the cycle where I didn't care what anybody said. And I felt like I could eat what I wanted to eat. No matter what I was the McDonald's girl. I was the pop soda, Pepsi drinker first thing in the morning. I have completely changed my habits. Now, what I did in the beginning mm-hmm. was I took on one thing a month. Okay. This month, I'm going to get rid of soda. This month, I'm going to get rid of all of the sweet things. This month, I'm going to get rid of, and then I started adding in things. And what happens over time, Diane, is your taste your taste buds change, right. right? So you don't have to go to Whole Foods and buy all Whole Foods stuff. I know it's overpriced, and I know there's a market for people like me, but I'm smarter than that market. I can go to Kroger, Ingalls, or any of the local stores, Aldi, Aldi's has a lot of organic things that you can get there for very inexpensive. And you don't have to buy all the things. You know? So you get the apples, you get the salads, you get the greens, you get those things and you get the tea and you start adding small things in until you've changed everything around.
0: Well, what did you see for you and and I want you to separate it out because you left a very stressful job then you started eating healthy. Do you think that you could have knowing the Wendy and her new healthy habits, could she have stayed in that job and felt better if she would have incorporated that into her old lifestyle, her old work life?
1: Yes, I could have. And I did start doing that. But when I heard very clearly from God, and I'm a child of of God, and Mm -hmm. I knew that I I had to, what what I know about the word and God and living with the fear of God. And that's not saying that the Lord is a scary, fearful God. It's, it, it's being in awe of his awesome presence and knowing that I get to do something for him. I get to start a cause. I get to be on a mission to help other people who are suffering just like me, who are women in power positions and getting all of the accolades and getting all of the, you know, invitations to be on the hundred most influential businesswoman groups and stuff like that, that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. What's important is your health. What's important is is your health of your family and your children and your friends and people around you. That is the most important health report card that you can get. So I, I turned from having the ego and the prestige and the honor of the job. You know, to helping people, supporting people with their health changes. I'm more fulfilled and satisfied now when I get people like my clients that are te- texting me, going, Oh my gosh, Wendy, guess what? I lost 30 pounds. I've got my weight goal. I'm down. I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm doing this. I'm feeling revived again. I'm feeling sexy again. I'm feeling all of these things because they're eating well they're losing weight they have more energy they're breathing better they're not catching all of the colds and all of the things anymore the little bugs that are coming around so to me that is the most satisfying and fulfilling thing the fulfillment it just feels so much better than a pat on the back and good job
0: work 10 more hours this week please (laughs)
1: Right. Which nobody would ever tell you that, but Hey, do you want to be the number one in this sales performance category? Do you? And of course I want to be number one. I'm driven. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to get my team behind me. We're going to deliver. No, 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 mm. no. Let well, me help people with their health.
0: Well, someone, I, I don't know who has said it, but the real wealth is in our health. Amen. It, like we're when we're looking at when you look at the long term investment. I, I live in a I'll call it a retirement community, and you can see the difference of people who've taken care of their health, and those who haven't. Yeah, and it's just such a difference that I I didn't even recognize that some people were my age. I thought they were substantially older than me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, because so I've always. I, I've made a point to eat well like eating good food, eating you know that healthy lifestyle. not that I've perfected it. you know I've always want to lose a Why is it we need to lose 10 more pounds all the time? right what is, what is that? So you were feeling really good and as you said, your passion and your enthusiasm and your encouragement is really sending people in another direction. Yes. It's allowing them to find their purpose. Why do you think that these things are attached? That when you're looking at what you've been through, so you've had these illnesses, you get this wake-up call, you get this confirmation, you get this message like, Wendy, it's time to change. And looking back, as I've said before, that God's prepared this path for you. How does it feel when you're living purposefully and not i'll say it on that that as you said ego driven let's let's be the top salesperson what's what's been the difference in your life
1: um number one good health freedom um just i think longevity of life i've always wanted those 120 years that god's given us to live and i believe i'm going to walk in it you know just knowing that um and so just just feeling good feeling good is what is the answer to that feeling good all of the way around
0: well, what is it good good seems sort of like good's not great it's not excellent define good for me so we're not <laughs> sort of minimizing what good is like
1: okay let me let me change that a little bit okay. how about walking in wisdom okay like you said health is the new wealth there's a balance. And I think being wise is extremely smart. I don't know if that makes sense, but.
0: And, and, well, yeah, we're using wise and smart. Well, wise is better than smart. I but know. Lots of smart people that you're watching going, you have no wisdom. You have no common sense. Right. No sort of grasp on reality, but you can pass a test.
1: That's right. That's right. I just, you know, I'm not about playing any games. I'm about living my life to the fullest, having fun, being available, being ready. Um, you know, just being available for my children, my husband, you know, getting my priorities, right. Mm -hmm. It just feels great. It, you know, now I went from good to great, but
0: I I was just checking because your, your, your voice and your enthusiasm was saying good to me. It's just like, like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good. No, that's, that's not what your face and what you're.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm, I mean, I honestly, I'm really elated. I'm just, (laughs) I'm soaring. I'm thriving. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. I, you know, so many people question my decision to walk away from my position, you know, even some people that I loved were like, why would you do that? You've climbed this ladder, but they didn't even understand that it wasn't about that. Even my boss, oh my gosh, he was so sweet. He said, guess what? And I said, what? He's like, you are my hero. I could never do that. And I go, what? You are the most brilliant man that I know. What do you mean you could never do that? He goes, because this is all I know. I go, no, this is all you think, you know, but you are hello. So wise, so amazing. You could do it too. But a lot of people I think don't believe in their self.
0: Right. And do you think that sometimes that, that belief, non-belief in themselves leads to non-belief in, you know, a heavenly father, as we talked about, and it also keeps them sort of in, in a little box that they, yes. they can't see out of it because I, I don't, I don't believe enough in myself unless I stay in this box. So yes, I would have to say you were brave yes. to step out and do that. And few of us are taking that leap. Yes. So is that part of what you're, you said that even with your clients, that you're helping them see more of a purposeful life. So you're yes. changing their health you're, you're getting them focused on different kinds of priorities, living holistically. And that is every area of their life being in, in good in a, in a balanced way. So their relationships, their health, their wealth, their, um you know, if they're having fun, all of those things are there. So that, that is that what you mean when you say you're a holistic coach, that every there's balance and not one is superseding the other.
1: Absolutely. There's balance. And also of course, I talk to them about my faith because I don't hold back, and I meet every single person where they are, and I pray with my clients.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you mean you meet them where they're at?
1: Um, no, well, first of all, we're all children of God, and God loves every single person, and He loves us all the same. Mm-hmm. So I know. I know, Well, I don't know, but I'm telling you, I feel that God loves me so much, right? I don't know how much, but I know the Bible says you cannot imagine how much God loves you, how wide, how, how long, how high, how deep, how much. And so because Mm -hmm. I've spent so much time in isolation with just me and the Lord, I mean, just me and him, not me and my husband and him. Now we do that too, but I'm saying just me and him. I know that I'm his girl and I know how much he loves me. But with saying that, I don't know how much he loves me. Does that make sense? Yes.
0: Because well, it's so much more than I know. We can't measure it. Yeah. We, right. We're I, measuring yeah. Div- the divine creator of the universe to our, I always called our little pea brain. Like That's you know. right. We, we just can't even imagine that it could get any better. Well, what is a, a story I'd like you to share? You don't have to give the name of the client, of course, but someone who really was in dire straits that you're feeling like, oh my gosh, that they, they, they've got almost their their health deck stacked against them. Have you ever had someone like that? And what was their progress? How did you take them to the other side?
1: Well, I will tell you right now that I have a brand new client like that. And she goes, you She goes, I know this is more than you probably thought you would ever get, right? And I said, You know what? There's nothing that we can't accomplish together because God's going to be with us. We're on a journey with Him. And I told her, I said, You know, I'm going to be praying for you in the morning. She goes, You know, I call my mom every morning and we pray. And so I said, Okay. So a prerequisite is not like, Do you know Christ? No, it's not. It's just like, I'm here. And then I tell them, I'm going to be praying for you. Is that okay? And that opens the door and we go from there. But she mentioned that her and her mom pray every single morning. So I know that this is going to be a journey with her because she self-sabotages. So we will, but whatever it takes, I'm going to be with her on this journey. But somebody who, and, and like I said, I just started with her a few weeks ago, but somebody who I have, um, a current client as we're going through the journey, she opened up and told me a truth that I hadn't even seen or even recognized or realized that we were going through. But one day when we were having a conversation, she let me know that she, before we started working together, had a drinking problem. Okay. And she let me know that that was something that she was dealing with. And through us working together, all of that ceased all of the alcohol stopped because of our working together. And we both ended up crying together on during our time, because I realized that this was a lot bigger than I thought it was, but, but, you know, still we're going to do it. So this person has lost over 35 pounds, um, made so many changes is following the protocol hasn't slipped um, is asking the right questions on some of the things that they need to do and is opening up to reveal some hidden things that she's hiding from, you know, was hiding from the rest of the world.
0: Well, I think it's so true. I know for myself, when I I look back even a, a couple of years, like I had gained a lot of weight, not, not a lot, but, again, I was maybe 15 pounds heavier than I am now, maybe 20. And just looking at that and saying that self-sabotage and that also when we're trying to numb or feel better and we don't realize that there's another option besides alcohol and food and shopping and being a workaholic and all these other things. So is that part of what you're helping them see that there's something that they're trying to avoid thinking about or doing and we're using food as a substitute to all of that
1: yes absolutely
0: what happens when they can as you you said before you felt freedom what kind of freedom are your clients feeling because of working with you
1: um well i i get a lot praise god of testimonials um and sometimes you don't even see it coming because you're just doing what you've been doing right, right right but you don't know how it's affecting each and every client that you're working with um but they are becoming free and some of the things that people are going through you would never have even realized that these are the kind of issues and problems that are out there until you start paying attention to people and you start becoming inquisitive and asking them the right questions, you know, to pull it out and they don't even know. So, I mean, Diane, it's things like I've had a client who ended up telling me that, and I was the first person that she's ever told for like, except for like 15 years, she told somebody a long time ago um, that there was a issue with, with molestation. Mm Mm-hmm. So that could have been, food could have been a coping mechanism.
0: Right. To or, that. Or someone, that, that's how someone showed that they did love them. That yeah. they—that food was that, this is how I show you, I do love you. And so we go to that thing that says food means love. Yeah. Yeah. It just, there's so much, and this is even with the health issues. I was in a, a prayer group yesterday that we don't realize that continued sicknesses or there's some kind of trauma that we suffered. And as a young child, those traumas become so exaggerated. And I'm not saying that molestation is ever exaggerated, but there can be something very simple that happened in our life. And then there's a a trigger response to it as we're trying to protect ourselves from that trauma. And it could be very simple. I remember I was doing my own deep work and looking at you know, trauma I had around babies crying. I know this sounds so real. This is my own children. This is my grandchildren. I could be like in a store and I'd hear a baby crying, like someone needs to do something. That baby needs to be, ta- that baby has to stop crying. And it was like crazy. My husband's like, what? This is what babies do, honey. Just let them cry. I said, I can't, I cannot let them cry. What I realized doing this work that I had one younger sibling and I woke that child up. So my mother had six kids. She had her her uh, mother and her stepfather living with us. And my dad was running a business that he he wasn't he wasn't there that her job was to run this household with 10 people in it. And I was young enough to just saying, oh my gosh, that's where it's from. It's from my mother being so upset with me that I made the baby cry. That My whole life I've been trying to get the baby to stop crying, like right. if just stopped crying. So thankfully that happened before my second grandchild was born. And my husband's like, I cannot believe that that finally, that thing that was stuck in your brain, the baby crying equals bad and not normal
1: because of that.
0: So you can see that we're, we're trying to solve those problems as adults that happened when we were a child and not knowing what they are. We go to these coping skills. I don't want to feel this, this, whatever it is. So that's part of your being, as you said, holistically healthy is looking at what could have triggered this overeating, over drinking.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's more to it than just losing weight or having someone become fit. I, I want to get to the end roots. I want people to find freedom and have release from whatever is hidden in there. And I'm willing to walk with them on this journey.
0: Okay. Well, I want to go back to, to one thing that you said, because <laughs> I'm a widow, so I'm single, but you said that feeling sexy and do yes why do we attribute and i, I want to ask you a different question so much we think like if they're thin then they're sexier than people who are overweight do one have anything to do with the other have we just believe that if you're you're you know like a size two then you're sexier than if you're size 12
1: what's no size size does not attribute to being sexy okay. being healthy being healthy i believe does right when you're healthy, you're more active. Like, okay, I'm gonna tell you two different stories. One time I had a, a male client, because I work with females and males, right? Okay. So now I'm trying to focus in more on females, trying to to focus there. But I love men, and I love helping them. And I know that because I have a husband, I can always bring him in, and he can help me out if there's anything that he needs to address. But anyway, um, so I, I helped this man. And he was very big in the middle. And I remember one day my eyes opened and I was able to see men with their big stomachs. And I'm like, why do men have big stomachs? Like I, this wasn't how I grew up. This is not what's happening in my own uh, world of fashion merchandising. But now I'm outside and I see these men with these big stomachs as if they're having a baby. So anyway, um, so this is why my heart grew towards the men. And, and I would take my clients and measure them around the middle and talk to them about cortisol and talk to them about heart attack being a, 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 a attached to obesity and having the, the middle weight waistline. Men, your waistline needs to be here to here to help with your um, you know uh, statistics of being a heart attack you well, know, recipient. So anyway, I helped this wonderful man. And he followed my eating protocol. We did some workout, working out together, kickboxing and fitness and all that kind of stuff. And he ended up losing a good amount of weight. Well, his wife came to me and said, I want to thank you. And I said, Okay. And she goes, I think I'm going to start working with you too, because I'm telling you, we are having more experiences now together as a couple intimately, because my husband, feels sexier because he lost some weight around the middle. And I'm like, okay, this is, so that wasn't where I was going, but this is what came out of that. So he was, he was still a larger man, but it was how he felt now because he released The weight around the middle, he was no longer a candidate for the statistics of a heart attack. So no, you don't have to be a size two. And like I said, this is an example of a man, but now I have another client I want to tell you about. And she came to me after working with me for about five weeks. And she said, Wendy, and she actually is a widow. She's not had her husband for 11 years. And she's been living a widow life for that amount of time. And she said to me, Wendy, and I said, yes. And she goes, I've got to tell you something. It's going to embarrass me a little bit. I said, well, it's not going to embarrass me. Let's, let's go. What do, you, what do you have to say? She goes, well, I haven't had the type of feelings that I've been having for a long time, Wendy. I've been a widow for 11 years. I've been single. I've not been interested in men. I've not wanted to look, date, or even do anything like that. But she goes, I've been feeling some sort of way lately. I go, some sort of way? And I'm still not getting it this naive. I go, what do you mean some sort of way? She goes, I've just been feeling a little sexy. And I go, because you are sexy. You are sexy. Say this with me. And she's like, I am sexy. I go, yes, you are. You are sexy right now today. Do you understand me? And she goes, yes. And she goes, I just really feel like I might be ready to like, start dating again. And I'm like, what? And I just started crying. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? This is beautiful. She deserves to feel sexy. She deserves to want to start dating again. She is your child. And if this is going to help her in her journey in her life's journey, if you're opening up this opportunity for her because she lost weight, and it's been about five weeks since she's starting to feel a certain weight. So guess what? Your body chemistry changes. You start feeling things, right? You start feeling differently about yourself. You start accepting yourself. And it's because you've changed your habits and you're starting with healthier habits. And I said, you go for it. You, you go for it. You are released. You have found freedom. And if you would like to date again, that's what you should do.
0: Well, I like how how you're saying that because there is, I think there's a couple different things attached to number one, there's a mindset when you feel more in control, you feel much more confident. Like I can say no to that. I'm making good choices for myself. Is there also any proof that once you get off of all of these chemicals that we're pouring into our body through processed food, is there something that says now you're, you're feeling like you're. Your systems are running better because you're putting good fuel into it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's all kinds of proof and there's all kinds of data and there's all kinds of research and information. Once you de-rid your body of the chemicals and the toxins and the toxic stuff that you're putting in and you're putting good antibiotics and good foods from natural resources, your whole body makeup and chemistry changes. So we're
0: talking prescription antibiotics. You're talking food from,
1: from food, from your okay. berries, from your berries and your cherries and your blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, all of those antioxidants that you're putting in and cherries. They are so good for you. And they, they just change your body makeup. You feel differently. Like the other day, um, it was so funny. I was making myself a strawberry spinach salad. And I asked Dennis if he wanted one and he had just eaten oatmeal. So he didn't want one. And he goes, no, I don't don't want any, but hand me that bag of spinach. I go for what? He goes, I heard what you told your clients. And he took, (laughs) he took a pinch of spinach from the bag and he started eating it. And he's like, wow, you're right. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I heard you tell your clients that if they eat the lettuces that have not been cut and they're still whole that when you eat them, that, you know, they're, they're still whole. So they're releasing all of the good nutrients and nothing has been vaporized out. I go, you're absolutely right. And I'm thankful that you're listening to me. Then I said, when I'm talking to my clients, but that's the truth. And I said, yeah, I said, you know, like those cartoons, you remember Popeye. I mean, he ate spinach and he felt great. You've got to remember those things. That is the truth. You're going to eat a handful of raw spinach and you're going to feel, you're going to feel it go down. You're going to feel differently if you pay attention and you allow yourself to feel it. Now, if you're rushed and you just grab a bite and you move on, then, you know, it's not going to work for you, but you have to experience food.
0: When you were saying cut lettuce, so I buy those boxes of like mixed greens. Is that bad? (laughs)
1: Yes. They're, if they're cut. If they're cut, yes, they're bad because all of the nutrients have been evaporated out. And so
0: if it's a piece of, they're, they're broken away from their stem. So it's yes. spinach and it still has the le the stem yeah. on it and other things like that. So you're yes. saying if it's all chopped up, these are if whole all, pieces of lettuce in a box.
1: <laughs> yeah. If it's all chopped up, I mean, is it better than not eating it? Yes. But it's not as healthy as it could be with all of the full nutrients in it, if it's not broken. So like the wild greens that you can get and the different shapes, those are very good for you. The darker, the leafier, the better. Um, right. it, it is for you. Yeah. Cool. So there's, there's a lot to learn about food.
0: Well, absolutely. Because I never thought that cutting things up, like if you cut it up then and eat it, it's okay. But yes, if it's cut it's up right. and then bagged, all of that, that's a process. Anything that goes through a process to get through you to you. Yes. Okay.
1: And you can imagine how many processes food goes through before it gets to you. Right. Like for, for example, let me just tell you this really quickly. I do a lot of juicing and if you juice and drink it right away, those nutrients are fresh. They're in you. They're like, they're like medicine to your soul. It's working in your body. But if you juice and you drink some, that's great. And you put the rest in your refrigerator you shouldn't let it sit there too long because it's just evaporating.
0: <laughs> it just goes up into the, the ether. It's just
1: evaporating. Um, you know, of course, within, I tell people, within 48 hours, try to drink the fresh juice that you've just created. Still, you're going to get nutrients, but not as much as if it's freshly juiced.
0: Okay. So this is this is a holistic process that you're going through. It's going to help you Your body, mind. I'm going to ask you about your mind a little bit because with the aging, we haven't seen this Alzheimer's, dementia, other thing is so prevalent, and not. I it's happening in my generation. I have a sister who who has Alzheimer's, and she's in her 70s. But you know, looking, how does eating whole help your mind as well?
1: Well, um, I can give you a lot of information on different foods and what what parts of the body they assist. Um, but no chemicals, like the reason why I didn't drink that energy drink the other day that my girlfriend gave me right. was because it had sucralose in it, which is Splenda. And then it had another sweetener. I can't, the, the name is so long, I can't say it correctly, so I won't say it, <laughs> but it was another one. Um, and their chemicals are made in a laboratory. So- when you take chemicals and you put them in your body, it starts to affect your brain. Right? It's no different than cocaine or different drugs like that. Like, for example, like sugar. Right. Sugar is worse than cocaine. It's more addictive than cocaine yes. is. I'm not. I'm not advocating drugs, but I'm saying that anything that has a chemical in it is bad for you and it eats away. It's harmful to your brain. So what I teach people is take an omega-3, a fish oil. That actually helps the brain. I challenge children to take omega-3s because it helps them in their studies. They can become smarter. And as as adults, we need to take an omega-3 and we need to take a a multivitamin. Those are just the basics that we need to take um, in addition to the whole foods and stuff like that. So that will help to offset the bad stuff that we're doing.
0: If or, you look you at know. how quickly they put sugar into our, our diet like as young kids to, to look at just if you look at packaged cereals, even when you're thinking the, the high carbs, if it's a pretzel, you're like, well, there's no sugar in there. So it does your body doesn't know any difference between a candy bar and a pretzel. Is that true?
1: That's true. That's right. Your body actually processes a slice of white wonder bread, your glucose level goes up a lot quicker than if you ate a teaspoon of sugar. So you've got to learn, people need to be educated on foods.
0: And it's so, it. there used to be home ec before, and now I don't even think they're having things like that. All the things that were being taught in school and they're not teaching how to, yes. how to cook. How to balance the checkbook, how to do all these other things. So this is where us as coaches, we have to teach them <laughs> what they didn't yes. know before. They have to, they have to now learn now. Yes. through You know, someone like you who is going to educate them about health. So if you had to give just three to five tips, quick tips of what someone can do just to get on this, you know, healthy, healthy kick here my healthy kick is that what you...
1: my health kick
0: my health kick
1: yes if i could if i could give people three tips on how to get on my health kick is um the first thing i would say diane is if they could go and get my book okay at amazon it's it's yummy foods that's good for you by wendy hood because if somebody is self-disciplined And able to follow directions and wants to maybe start, this is a good beginner's tool.
0: Okay.
1: It's not where I am right now today by any means, but it's a good beginner's tool. And what it does is it has a, a one, a two, and a three in it. If you want to lose weight, you follow the recipes that are number one. If you want to maintain, you follow the recipes that have a two behind them. And if you want to be healthy for life, you follow three. So if you're healthy for life, you, you can eat three, two, and one. If you're wanting to maintain, you just eat two and one. And if you need to lose weight, you just start with one. So okay. there's recipes in there on smoothies, on water. Why is water important? Um, and just tips and tricks and stuff like that. And then my favorite recipes and just things in there to teach you how to cook. Okay. And I say, go do that. If you don't want to meet me personally. Number two thing I would say is uh, on my website, myhealthkick.com. Um, I do a free consultation with people okay. and so I can help help them that way. I would love to do that. And I do a free health questionnaire for people and okay. give them a starting guideline. Okay. And then the third thing I would say is just eat whole foods, drink half of your body weight and water a day and ounces of water a day. Um, and extra, get some movement. So that doesn't mean that you have to go and join a gym and get a personal trainer and work until you break something. But it means maybe you just start walking. Maybe you just do more than you did yesterday. Do something. Everybody knows how to do something. Stop sitting on the couch. Get up. Stop being lazy and take care of yourself because you are the most important thing that there Mm -hmm. is because you need to add value to this world. So that's what I tell people. Stop with excuses and start somewhere.
0: Great. They're great. And I will put in the show notes, these links. So if you could send those to me to make sure that people can have it. Well, this is really, really very informative. I love your, your passion. I love your desire to really help people. And then I'll also put the link in for the summit that's happening in August.
1: Awesome. Talk
0: Just a few minutes about what that is. So that people will know that they should attend.
1: Okay. So the summit that we're doing is called Awaken the Woman Warrior Within. Okay. And the reason why we're doing that is because people are walking below their potential. Okay. So maybe they're they're not showing up full out in their healthy life, right? So like I talked about with My Health Kick, maybe they're just taking their health for uh, granted and they're not being proactive. Okay. So that is something that a woman warrior is healthy, um, being bold and courageous, right? Knowing, knowing that they're beautiful today and not letting the world or society or anyone tell you that your body image is poor or this is poor or that. Nope. You're beautiful today. So walking with confidence. Okay. Right. Okay. And, um, so that's what we want to do for women. We want to encourage them to be proactive with their health, to, um, to know that they're beautiful and to be bold and courageous. And we've got an awesome guest speaker and she is somebody that I have been following for two decades. And her name is Ernestine Shepherd. And so when I was telling the ladies about Ernestine, um, Tammy was like, what? I follow Ernestine too. And she's just this sassy woman who became the strongest woman in the world um, in the Guinness Book of World Records. She's she's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay. Right now she's 85 years old and she still trains 30 year olds <laughs> how to work out. And she's wearing like a um a, a, a fitness bra top. And and she's still exercising. She can still do push-ups. She's amazing and she's very feminine and she's a woman of God. Okay. And so I've been following her, like I said, for two, two years because I was just inspired by her and all the little 30 year olds that follow her, that she says, get down there and do that. setup up now. If I can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> and she gives devotions every day on her Facebook page or every other day. Okay, And she's just very inspiring. And it's just, she never started working out until she was 56 years old.
0: There's hope.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was her beginning. Right. And she ended up in the Guinness Book of World Records. So if Ernestine can do it, every single woman out there can do it. And we are a women warrior. And here's the thing, for married women, it's like we already know that if mama's not happy, the family's not happy. So it's important. Let me turn that off. It's important for us to be um, living our life as a warrior.
0: Okay. So that's a great opportunity for people to meet you, meet the other presenters, and to meet Ernestine and see what she's able to do at, at 80. So that's really great. Thanks for sharing all that. Any last words before we sign off?
1: Diane, this was so wonderful. I just want to thank you. I, I want to see um, your hope podcast and different things that you're doing. Where can I get more information on where all of this will land?
0: Uh, that will be once I get my website, just with the hope station put on there. Okay. On the hope station. So just encouraging people to pull on in, get some hope, get some encouragement and see that they can do things that they once thought was impossible, like losing weight, feeling sexy, leaving yes. a cushy corporate job and starting something new that you're feeling purposeful and joyful and elated. is <laughs>
1: <laughs> Elated.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording. I don't know about you, but I love energy and excitement. I love people who are passionate about the work that they're doing and that they're doing it within God's marketplace. Wendy is a powerful testimony to eating healthy, living healthy, and it just inspires me. I felt like I needed to go for a run and go drink a kale shake. So I'm going to listen to what she's telling me as I really do try to eat healthier and really move more As instead of sitting in front of my laptop or my desktop in front of this microphone as I'm launching my podcast. So I recommend, highly recommend that you join Wendy and my last guest, Tammy, for the Awaken the Woman Warrior Summit two ladies with so much energy and I will be interviewing Mitzi Love next, next week. And she is the third member of the Woman Warrior Summit, which will be happening starting August 2nd for a preview and then August 11th to the 13th. Information on how to sign up for the summit will be in the show notes. So until next week, I wish you a beautiful and blessed week. And I thank you so much for pulling into the Hope Station. Before you leave, I have another free gift for you. What are you looking for in your life? A new career? Stepping into your purpose? Restoring passion in your everyday life. Are you ready to step into the new life God has planned for you? And he does have a plan for you. And that gift is to experience the power of coaching. Coaching helped me through my painful journey when Joe, my husband, died. Coaching eased me through this transition to move to Florida. I wasn't sure why the Lord was bringing me here and what his plans were for me. Coaching gave me clarity. Coaching was essential in making the Hope Station podcast a reality. A dream came true working with my coaches. Coaching also brought hope to hundreds of my clients who stepped into their purpose and passion. And it all started with a free consult call. So schedule yours today. To schedule Our Hope Chat, otherwise known as a coaching call, you can click the calendar link in the show notes or visit my website, diannebells.com. That's D-I-A-N-E-B-E-L-Z dot com. This coaching call could be exactly what you need to ignite a spark of hope in your life. Hope might be just one call away. Why wait? Schedule your call today.